Hey, everybody. We are uh, live, and it's uh, 7 o'clock on the East Coast, 5 o'clock in the mountain. <laughs> Are we doing this? Yeah, we're doing. What's the weather like where you are? <laughs> That's how you're supposed to start, right? Is it? Yeah. I, you usually start these things. I, I don't. I don't know what I'm doing. Wherever you're at, snowy. I don't know. Teach me your ways. Teach me your ways. You're the professional. Well, start. Allie, but for real, where you're at Smith Mountain Lake in Virginia, right? I am. Yeah. It really is sunny and beautiful here, and I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> we have to talk about the weather when we begin. Uh, and uh, I'm in uh, I'm in Pittsburgh, and we're here tonight to talk about um, the Queen's Gambit and sort of recap, debrief. It's an after party, is what we're calling it, uh, to talk about what we've learned, what challenged us, what we loved. Um, we're going to so talk much. offline about what we'd do differently next time. If you, <laughs> if you have your feedback, we'd love to hear it. Uh, just DM us, maybe not in the comments. Um, but <laughs> whatever. Uh, whatever. Yeah, that's fine. That's right. That's right. Um, so, yeah, no, it's all good. And um, so that's what we're doing. The Queen's Gambit uh, tonight. Allie, first, like, how's your soul today? You know, it's good. It really, I am, I just got to my parents at Smith Mountain Lake a little bit ago and it, it, it really is so beautiful here and being by the water, it's just like, feels, I just, it feels good. Something peaceful. Yeah. yeah. Good. How about you? How is your soul today? It's, you know, it's good. It's been, it's been a hot day here. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I got a lot done this afternoon. I have very little oh, to show for it, but I got a lot done. And, uh, so that's always a good day and we get to do this and this is the first time we've done it. I'm, I've been excited, um, about this, uh, and something I hope we'll do, you know, after every series just to kind of unpack and, uh, and debrief. So I've been looking forward to this, uh, quite a bit and I loved the series. Yeah. I've been looking forward to this too. Like I loved this series. I felt like it was different than things that we've done in the past and, it was the perfect amount of time. It left me wanting a little bit more. So I'm excited cool. to like have the chance to talk about it a little bit more tonight. Cause I don't yeah. feel like I'm through with this scripture and this story. Um, so this what is, you, this is good. What do you think you wanted more of? I don't know. There was just so much in there that I felt like was applicable to our lives now like even more so than other things that we've done in the past like this story is just so cool um you know especially like how we brought it home last week you brought it home last week and talking about like god's working in our lives um you know even when that's not as obvious or even when that's not named like i that has like i don't know that's just helped me in the past week and so in particular as we've been talking about that to kind of like I think tune my eyes and my ears and to like find those places and find those spaces where, where that's true and that's happening. And um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's, it, there's so much, there's so much. That's yeah. that. <laughs> and it was the first time that we had done uh, a whole series with a book of scripture, with a, uh, a mm-hmm. book from the Bible, you know, and, um, and it gave us an opportunity to sort of, I think dig in and see it from different angles and, and, and still we barely scratched the surface. Right. right. 
Um, there was so much left on the cutting room floor, which is part of why, you know, we wanted to do this tonight as well. Um, to share those things. What, um, what for you was your favorite character or your favorite like week of the series? Well, I mentioned the last one. I really liked the last week in particular, and I'm afraid of being cliche by saying that my favorite character is Esther, but it's real. Like talk about a, I'm trying really, I have to figure out the right word that is appropriate to say. Talk about just like a powerhouse woman. Like she is awesome. And I, um, and Jordan did such a good job, like inspiring, you know, that boldness that like Esther uses. Um, and that has been, yeah, that would, that was just a great message. I really appreciated that. Um, so Esther, there's a lot to her. She's really good. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Um, I think, uh, I think Mordecai, um, for me felt very personal, Hmm. you know, and, Mm -hmm. um, I I have, I have lived experiences where I have felt empowered and where I have felt disempowered. And, Hmm. um, and so I feel the difference between the two and, um, and looking at Mordecai from that perspective as one who empowers as one who, um, you know, isn't micromanaging who calls out the gifts and then gets out of the way. Like that's in so many ways it's personal, I think, because that's how I try to lead. Uh, I don't always succeed in that. You know, sometimes I can get in the way. Sometimes I can be a little, you know, be a little micromanaging. Um, but, but I try really hard not to. And so I think seeing him, and like I said in the sermon that week, like I really wanted to talk about civil disobedience. I really wanted, you know, Mordecai to be, um, uh, this, uh, what's that? The hero. Yeah. Well, sort of, yeah. Sort of a hero, sort of like, like, you know, the, the disobedience rooted in, uh, a, a desire for justice. And maybe that was there a little bit, but there's no scholarly or biblical evidence for that. It was more that he's, he was just like, nah, I don't like the guy. And for me, like, that's totally relatable too. like, you know, it kind of, <laughs> humanizes uh, Mordecai. And I think that's the thing about the book as a whole also is like, there is debauchery. Like there is, there's drinking and revelry and manipulation and, you know, like torture and humiliation. And, uh, you know, it, it, it doesn't really have like that hero's journey uh, format. Right. Like some of the other, like, you know, David, like a Davidic character or something like that. Yeah. Um, and yet like God's still in it all, um, I think was really cool. You know, it, it, it just, for me, even though it may not be relatable to have a six month long party, or it may not be relatable to, you know, come from humble beginnings and become a queen, you know, or it may not be relatable to hopefully be impaled, um, <laughs> you know, uh, or, or participate in genocide, like whatever, whatever it might be, um, there is still a lot of human in the story, you know? And, uh, and I think that was really meaningful to me over the last four weeks that it doesn't have to be like mountaintop moment after mountaintop moment, you know, that it can just be like, Hey, this is the mess of the human existence and God's at work in it, you know? Right. Right. Um, So that, yeah. So Mordecai for sure. I also, um, uh, I mean, I, I was reflecting uh, about the last week, God, you know, and, and that's, 
sort of the way that I try to um, try to live and and pastor is to help people see the sacred in the everyday, right? To help people see the holy in the ordinary. I need it, and so I know if I need it, I believe others probably do too. And gosh, do you remember last week when we were trying to like figure out the scripture? Like it's so hard to choose a scripture from the book of Esther on a week where God's, you know, about God, where God's not even mentioned. And so that was so, <laughs> so difficult. Um, kind of your, your BTS, your behind the scenes of, of this. Series, yeah. <laughs> You're like, can we just read the whole book? Yeah. Like- right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and you should, if you haven't, Oh my gosh. It's so good. It's so good. And that was the first time that I'd really dug into it. You know, um, I think from week to week for me, you know, um, once Sunday wraps, I'm on to the, the following Sunday, you know, but spending an entire four week series with the same book of the Bible, you know, I returned to it again and again, saw different things again and again, you know, um, Well, I liked, and I thought that was, you know, we use the same scripture week one and week three, um, some of the same songs and like those themes carried over. And I think they took on new meanings as we talked about, like, you know, as you were saying, as we talked about, you know, uh, Esther being made for a time such as this and like talking about that from Esther's point of view and then talking about that from Mordecai's point of view and like being the one to call out that and to name that in Esther. Like that's, that's really cool. I also think, you know, being able to find pieces of, like my own life and my own story in each one of um, those. That's been really cool. And you know, this is just an aside, but like talking about God and finding God, like in other areas of our life, like, but then finding Esther and this story in other areas of my life too. I don't know. It's gotta be a coincidence or maybe Esther is just super trendy right now, but I have seen so many Esther things around and I guess I'm just like, my eyes are in tune to it, but there's a massive billboard on my drive up to the lake this morning or this afternoon with like an Esther something on it. And I no need to try. Uh, yeah. I'll stop on my way home. Cause now I know to look for it, but and get a picture. Yeah. I get a picture. That'd of course. Hmm. And then my friend like bought a shirt, a t-shirt that is like a nurse shirt. And it's got the like Esther, like, made for a time such as this and it's like a COVID-19 pandemic shirt. Oh, and I wow. just thought that was so cool. Like yeah, that yeah. was so relatable. And um and I like would have thought that was cool previously, but now that we've really dug in, like it has so much more meaning for me. And so that was that was cool. Well it might be that whole thing too of like, you know, when you buy a car and then you start to see that car everywhere <laughs> after you buy it. You know, it may be it may be that a little bit also. <laughs> Which is yeah. exactly why we need to read scripture is, you know, the more we read it, the more we're attuned to it mm-hmm. in the places we live and move each day. So, yeah, yeah, that's a great example. If you're if you're watching, um, if you are participating, uh, whether live now or on demand, let us know in the comments, like, what was your favorite week? What was your favorite character? Answer these questions with us. We want to hear from you uh, as well. Um, what did you uh, what did you learn over the last <laughs> four weeks. Yeah, I knew this question ahead of time and I should have thought about it a little (laughs) bit more. (laughs) I mean, I mean, I think we've just talked about it. Like, uh, I think that whole like idea of God not being named in any, in the whole story, like that's really, that was really crazy to me. That I concept is like, it was kind of crazy. Um, and to think about that in 
the context of like my own life and to be working in an environment where like, um, you know, there's a lot, a lot of different religions or no religion, um, and lots of like hardship and things going on, but to like still, uh, I don't know, see God in some of those like tough situations and in those moments and like stay faithful. I think that's, Mm. um, that's been cool. And trust that God's a part of it even. Yeah. Yeah. Not be named. Yeah. Right. Mm. That's good. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Um, I mean, I learned, I learned so much um, just in the, in the preparation for each week. Um, And I think one of the things that, that really stuck out to me uh, and Jordan did a great job hitting this in the first week of the series is, you know, I think that line for just such a time as this has sort of become, you know, cliche or, um, or, or, or just super popular, you know, um, <laughs> hence the t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, right. 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 And it's, it's good and it's good, but I think, you know, what I had never really seen until this series and our digging in is what a risk that was, you know, what life or death stakes that was for her, you know, in, in the same way that things that, you know, the stories that we tell again and again and again, can become watered down or become so familiar that they lose their weight and their impact. You know, Um, I don't think it hit me like if I perish, I perish. You know, when she says that it's not just a, you know, huh, we'll see what happens. You know, that's real, you know, and that there is a real weight and a real impact and a real gravity to her actions here, Mm -hmm. the real risk um, to go before the king. She, she had every chance in the world. There was every chance in the world that she would have lost her life, you know? And, and, um, and so, so that moment I think brought to mind the, um, the many instances throughout human history and especially the history in our country, especially when we think about civil rights and black lives matter and, mm-hmm. and, and, um, you know, the, the social movements that have led to substantive change or the change that has simply moved a needle, you know, um, the life or death stakes, um, therein, you know, um, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I just think I, I think that that has, um, that even more, like, I think Jordan's message was one of like speaking boldly in the name of justice, but even more than that, I think what I took away from that is like, the need to listen and to listen to those voices that are speaking boldly and are like at risk by doing so. And like the ramifications for, um, you know, whoever it may be, black voices, black women in particular, black trans people like speaking out, um, you know, even just for their basic, like decent human rights and how much of a risk that can be. And, you know, recognizing my own privilege that that's not as risky for me to say that. And like, that has, I think I've, it was a great reminder and lesson in like listening and this, you know, recognizing when, um, you know, when I need to take a step back and listen, I think that was, that was true. Sure. Well, I think that's, that's an excellent point too, right? The, the importance of using our privilege and power, you know, Mm 
um, and not just turning a blind eye, right? But that that could be um, a gift of God is mm-hmm. what, you know, that, that we can use. Um, I appreciated that so much from Jordan. What, um, yeah, I mean, I'm asking all the questions. Do you have like, what questions would you like to ask? I don't want to hog it. Me? Yeah, of course. Yes. Uh, or I can just ask my next question. Yeah. <laughs> you got this. <laughs> like what, um, I guess what challenged you over the last four weeks, you know, like beyond what you learned, what, what convicted you? What, um, yeah. What, what moved you? You know, you're just talking about Mordecai and like thinking of him historically as this, like, you know, sticking it to the man, I'm not going to bow down to you, but how like, no, actually he just didn't like the guy. And, um, (laughs) I think like that was like challenging because I think, you know, I see myself in that and like see the times where I'm like, I think that I'm doing good. And actually I just don't like someone or think, you know, like I just have a different opinion and maybe just need to keep my mouth shut. Um, but also, you know, I think it's, challenging we think of like esther and mordecai as being like oh sorry if you can hear my dog he's barking. Oh, <laughs> uh but we think of like esther and mordecai and um you know their people as being like the good guys in this story but then like they go on and there's a lot of killing and there's a lot of violence and there's a lot of death and i don't think mm-hmm. that that's uh something to celebrate mm-hmm. or you know something to be lifted up and so it's hard when like you know, your the the good guys are like your team is actually doing a lot of damage, yeah. and I think uh, that's not something that I had thought about before mm-hmm. this, like before diving a little bit deeper, um, reading a little bit deeper into the story. So it's been something I've been sitting with. Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, you know. Um... I think that's one of the things I lamented about the series is, you know, only being four weeks and you talk about wanting left being left wanting more. Mm-hmm. Um, there was only so much ground we could cover and, and, and what ultimately ended up being about an hour of time over four weeks, you know, with 15 to 20 minute of a sermon, give or take, um, you know, and, and, and so we didn't get to spend a whole lot of time in chapters six through 10, you know, that talk about, um, and especially the later chapters, the ones that talk about the the aftermath, what happens after Haman's death and the mm-hmm. king's um, counter decree, King Ahasuerus, um, and uh, you know, um, with the counter decree, uh, uh, Mordecai and Esther and the Jewish people they get to um, they, they they kill Haman's family, you know, um, they they. And, and, and many others um, who had wanted to kill them. And there is this, you know, these scenes of retributive violence uh, right. at the end. And, you know, we didn't get to spend a whole lot of time with that. Um, mostly because uh, it was beyond the scope of what we wanted to do. And also we didn't have enough time in 20 minutes over four weeks you know, um, each week to, to really get into that and unpack it and give it the care that it needs. And, and I think it was especially difficult this past Sunday in preparing, 
the sermon, uh, knowing that, that that's there in this story and holding that while also watching the news unfold about um, violence in Israel and Palestine, right? Um, and, and rocket attacks from uh, Israel uh, into, uh, into and, and killing children, you know, yeah. um, and, and, and certainly, um, you know, our, our Israeli sisters and brothers as well have lost children. Um, I mean, it, it's, I don't know enough. I'm not read up enough to, um, to make any sort of foreign policy, <laughs> you know, statement here, but, but um, it, it's just such an, an awful um, juxtaposition for me. Yeah. Um, and I, and I didn't quite know what to do with that. And so I think that has challenged me as well. Um, what we do with a story like this, um, when in our modern context, uh, there is still so much violence and, um, and just, you know, from what I've read, from what I've seen, uh, there's, uh, it's weighted in a certain way, you know, it's, it's, it seems like a lot of more, um, our, of our Palestinian, sisters and brothers uh, are losing their lives because of the, the military might, the retribution of, um, of, of Israel. And, uh, and I don't know what to do with that, you know? Um, And uh, you know, but, but what I do know is that, that, and I believe that this would also be true in, in the Esther story that God abhors violence, that, that God um, is, uh, just weeps, you know, when anybody loses a life, when, and, and that the, the Palestinian um, people are just as much made in the image of God as those um, in Israel. And uh, so it just, it's all really hard right now. And, um, and I welcome an opportunity to learn more, you know? And so if, if you are listening, watching, and you're in a, you know, more of an expert, on this, uh, please let me know, teach, teach me. But, um, Mm -hmm. it just, it, it makes me sad and leads me to prayer. Um, and wonder, you know, the ways that, that God may be calling me, maybe calling us to be peacemakers, you know, um, where is the oppression there? Um, and, and it's certainly not as clear cut, you know, as, uh, as we might think that's, that's clear. So. Right. Right. No, I think that's definitely true. I mean, I think that there's so much violence and it at this point it's, you know, less a matter of the good guys and the bad guys and more a matter of like these are all children of God that are, you know, dying at the hands of another that don't need to at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and how to, I don't, yeah, just holding all of that. I think that's very true. How do you navigate mm. that? Yeah. Right. right. Mm. Um, so I think just naming it as like in the air, right? Mm. Um, hmm. Yeah. Uh, was there a um, as, as you're as you're in your role as worship leader? What was the process like for? selecting music and um and leading us in that way over the last four weeks interesting question um 
I started when I when we first decided that we were going to read do Esther. I sat down and just read through Esther, just one you know first time through, just read through it, and then I you know drew picked like some themes out of there. At that point, I didn't know exactly how we were going to structure the series. Um, but there were some common themes, I think that I, you know, in particular, like that boldness and speaking, mm-hmm. speaking boldly, um, I think, and encouraged, those were some themes that I like pulled out um, for Esther in particular. And that was kind of where I started. And um, this is going to get me I could talk for so long about this, so you're gonna have to cut me off. But I that took me on that's a theme that is um, that we use after it's like the first Sunday after Christmas. And I remembered that that's the theme for that Sunday. Um, the past couple of years in our certain, the series that we've used that there has been some really great music that I haven't tapped into from those series. And so I went back and looked at like song lists that were like in the running options that we were thinking about, or that I had been thinking about, or that the series had like suggested I was like, okay, how can I, like, would any of these fit? And that got me on a tangent where I found Jenny LaJoy, um, who is a fantastic worship leader out in Denver, Colorado. And I went in a rabbit hole looking at her music. Um, <laughs> that's where I found Speak Boldly. And, uh, you know, I've like really enjoyed listening to her music there. And uh, yeah, that's where I started with that. And then each week as we started um choosing as once we decided that we were going to do it by character um then you know then there was a more intention behind reading the book so it wasn't just you know reading through it straight it was reading the scripture and the scripture around there and picking out some more themes because i love to pick something that is you know, on theme with what the sermon will be about, but also maybe is like a little bit more, you know, maybe helps to see it with another angle. And that's true every week, whether we're talking, whether it's Esther or, or not. Um, But that was, was definitely true for this too. Yeah. And I think, I think you make a great point and, and this is sort of a peek behind the curtain as well in terms of our process of, um, of ordering uh, worship each week and, and putting that together is that, you know, we believe that the whole thing tells the story, you know, that, that there are, you know, there's only so much we can do in 15 to 20 minutes. And we rely on other pieces of the liturgy, like mm-hmm. the prayers, like the music, you know, um, when we are in person, the the Holy communion that we experience, um, it all is meant to tell the whole story, you know? And, uh, mm-hmm. and so I just have always appreciated the ways that, that you get that, you know, and it's not just about, Oh, I like this song. We should play it, you know? Um, <laughs> but there is real intentionality behind, you know, not just like connecting it with the theme, but enhancing and enriching and adding on to whatever the story is that we're trying to tell to make it cohesive and to expand it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And I think speak boldly did just a beautiful job, you know, and we did it twice in the series for that reason. So, um, yeah, thanks. Um, is there any character from the story that you, uh, wish we had gotten to spend more time with if we, if we had one more week, you know, um, is there one that you would, uh, just wanted to maybe dig into a little bit more? Hmm. I think you named this 
but I'm going to steal it. I would have loved to dive into Vashti a little bit more. I think Jordan like briefly touched on her as we were talking about the women in this story. Um, but that was really, and maybe we talked about, that was really it. I feel like that we talked about her. Um, and there's so much there in her boldness as well. Um, you know, that she lost her life for being true to herself and her values and the, um yeah i wish that we could have gone deeper into that character that would have been a really that would have been really interesting yeah i agree i agree her you know her her saying no you're not gonna degrade me you're not gonna dehumanize me you're not gonna objectify me no i'm not gonna right. for you um that's that's bold you know yeah um and just how it led to, you know, uh, the decree going out so many good decrees again, but the, you know, the decree going out about, um, uh, the, the, the fear that with, if Vashti said no to the King, then that would give other women permission to disobey their right. husbands. Right. And so we have to send a decree to make sure that that doesn't happen. You know, what, what era are we living in? You know, like <laughs> that feels like it could have been. You know, um, and, and still is true in some churches and some faith communities, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I totally, totally think, uh, Vashti would be one. If we had a week five, that's where we would go for sure. All right. Last question, Allie. Um, and, and this is a question for both of us, you know, um, uh, if, if, if this was, this was such a compelling story, um, and I don't know if you ever listened to the Bible binge podcast, but the whole conceit of that podcast is that, that they um, take Bible stories and then cast them with modern day characters, actors, actresses, you know, um, to try to imagine them, uh, imagine the stories, let the stories come to life. And it's, it's super good. The Bible binge podcast, highly recommend it, especially uh, there, there's an Esther uh, series that they did um, that was really good uh, and really helpful. Uh, in, in our preparation, but, uh, who do you think would play, uh, Haman, Mordecai and Esther in, uh, in a movie, if a movie was made to mm. would play. I'm so bad about actors and actresses. Name. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll do our best. You just say like the guy who was in, you know, whatever. Okay. Uh, Don't make fun of me for not knowing all these people's names. I wouldn't do that. Cause I think I'm going to have just as much trouble as you. Okay. Who picked this question? Yeah, who did this? Okay, here's my. I have two. Okay, great. Well, I have I have three. Okay, but perfect. I don't know. Wonderful. Okay. It's okay. all you. My Esther, I think, would be. Is it Flippa Sue from Hamilton? Oh yeah, mm, that's yeah. That's that good. would be my Esther. Um, my Haman. Who's the guy who plays? I know him most from A Knight's Tale and he plays the bad guy in that movie, but he's in so many things and he plays like the bad, the bad guy, but he's also like good looking and like smooth and like kind of, I don't know. I'm going to look it up. Hang on. Okay. Look it up. He would be my Heyman. And then my Mordecai. Not, I don't know why. Not Paul Bettany, right? Honestly, I don't know. I'll look it up and post it in the comments later. Okay. Uh, and my, Mordecai, for whatever reason, Did that the first, yeah, that's him. Okay, that's him. That would that would be my Haman. I don't know. That's the first thing that came to mind, and my Mordecai, the first thing that came to mind, and 
this doesn't make any sense. Um, but it is uh, Belle's dad. Oh, that's so good. Yes, yes. Is that yes. good? Yeah. Okay. Maurice. Maurice. Yeah. Live action or animated. I don't know. He would, uh-huh. he would be Mordecai. Okay. All right. I have been uh, swimming in a world of Marvel um, over the last uh, couple months. Um, And so all the only actors that I can think of right now are, um, are the ones from the Marvel movies. And so um, I would cast Esther, I think as, um, I mean, I love black widow and Scarlett Johansson. You know, good. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, would, yeah. No, go ahead. What about I? I again, I don't know her name, but who in Black Panther, the like head warrior oh, woman? Yeah. Uh huh. I don't remember her name, but she could also be a really good Esther. She'd be a great Esther. Yes. Help us out if you're. Have you Later. Um. <laughs> Letitia Wright? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She would be so good. She'd be so good. Um, all right. Yeah, I'm here for that. Um, sorry, Scarlett Johansson. Uh, you have been recast. Um, and uh, let's see. Uh, Heyman, I kind of feel like um, Robert Downey Jr. would be really good. <laughs> that would be good. Yeah, he would be good. Yeah. Um, and he's uh, like uh has enough of an ego <laughs> what's that he's yeah he right <laughs> totally totally and and mordecai might be like a um like a martin freeman character you know martin freeman he was in uh black panther he's like the cia agent he played okay, sherlock's okay. assistant or uh, whatever his name is yeah I see sherlock. It. you know what i'm talking about so i, I feel it. like he'd be a he'd be a good kind of mordecai but I would watch your movie. I like your movie better than mine. So, all right. We've been at this for 35 minutes. This has been fun. Thanks, um, Allie, for uh, humoring me and, uh, and doing this. It's been good. It's been good. And, and again, like if you're, if you're watching either the live or on demand, let us know, um, what you learned, what challenged you, your, your, uh, thoughts on the series. Um, and, uh, and how God is at work in you, whether you name it or not. Um, we've got some exciting things coming up, Allie. Can you, you want to talk about it? Do you want to, do you want to? <laughs> yeah. In particular, okay, this coming Sunday, we'll start there. Cause it's yeah. the most important. This coming Sunday, we are going to be on zoom at nine 30 instead of Facebook live hop on zoom. You'll see the link coming soon. I'm assuming in an email. Yeah, it'll be in an email. And yeah. we'll also, we're going to post it Sunday morning is what we talked about. Mm-hmm. I think too. Um, right. And, and look y'all like, I know you're tired of zoom. Um, I am too. This is going to be different and we want to see you. We want to see your face. This is the birthday of the church. It's Pentecost. And so, you know, we want to get everybody together. Uh, I'm getting some company. Oh, maybe not. Uh, You can have everyone together. Yeah. Um, So, so yeah. So open up your computer, you know, hop on your phone. We'll send you the link. It's going to be, it's going to be chaos. It's going to be so much fun. Um, but that's Pentecost and we would love to see you. Plus there are so many of you that we have met over the last year, uh, online that we haven't seen in person ever. We haven't met you before. We would love the opportunity to do that this Sunday. And so come on, it's going to be fun. 
Stop rolling your eyes. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. I can feel it. I can feel it. So yeah, that's this Sunday, 930 in the morning on Zoom. It'll be good. It's going to be really good. What else, Ali? Yeah. If you come, this is, yeah. On Sunday morning, while we're there, we're going to be letting everyone know what our plans are for moving back to um, in-person worship. Given the new CDC guidelines, there has been more discussion about, you know, uh, seeing people in 3D for more uh, more regular basis. Um, So more details on that. You know, we have such great teams at work that have been helping us figure out how we can do that safely um, and, you know, effectively uh, still, um, you know, have our sense of community that I think we have been able to maintain over the last year and some change. So um, it's like a weird transition going back to in-person. Like it feels like it should be so easy and natural. And also it's like awkward and Mm -hmm. hard and I don't know how to talk to people in real life anymore. (laughs) And what do people look like, like truly from below their eyes down? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, it's oh, there's a lot there, but I'm grateful for everyone who's helped us think through that and more on that next Sunday. Yeah, um, on Zoom. So that gives us between now and Sunday to figure it out. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, oh just gosh. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but you'll be the first to hear, and we can't wait to share it with you. Um, uh, uh, you know, we've learned a lot over the last year, and uh, and and I think the challenge for us is how do we take what we learned and apply mm-hmm. it moving forward? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we not just go back, return to old patterns of living, moving in the world? How do we really move forward? And I think the church in particular is, uh, is equipped to help others um, do that in a faithful and right and good way. And so we can't wait to share that with you this Sunday um, once we figure it out. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> And then, and then, um, so this Sunday is kind of, kind of be a one-off. We're going to talk about Pentecost and then we're starting a brand new series, uh, in the following Sunday that, uh, and we're so excited about this series. Um, and, uh, yeah. And, and should we, should we tell them, Allie, what do you think? Um, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So, yeah. So the series is, uh, is we're going to call it, um, actually, um, actually, you know, um, actually, it's going to be really good. Um, so. actually it's going to be really good. And, um, I was telling somebody about it yesterday and they were like, so it's, it's about mansplaining. And I was like, um, actually it's not about mansplaining. It is uh, about sort of the, the assumptions, the things that we pick up along the way about our faith that are, maybe problematic or misguided and, uh, and correcting them together toward a more faithful, uh, life as followers of Jesus, um, with grace, with love, um, that, that moves us all forward. And, uh, and so that's what the series is. It's going to be, it's going to be fun. We don't quite have it all fleshed out yet. We have some good ideas. Um, but, uh, we can't wait to share that with you beginning, uh, on May 30th. May 30th. So yeah. Yeah. Good. Anything else, Allie? And it... I think that's, I think that's good. For I think it's good. Yeah. All right. Well, Hey, thanks for this. It's been yeah. good. And, uh, y'all, um, 
I don't know. Are you going to lead us and go now in peace or I don't know how to end with, uh, <laughs> Uh, we'll save that for Sunday. We'll save it for Sunday. Love it. Warm up your voices because you're all going to be on camera. All right. <laughs> hey, have a good night. Thanks, Allie.